MoneyWeb now on the money. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. I'm chatting with uh, Fivis Perula. He's a Theresa CEO. Results for the year in September. Revenue up 15%. Earnings per share up 44%. Fivis, a, a really good year, but uh, some challenges. Most notable, I imagine, is ESCOM. How are you managing, handling, load shedding? Uh, yeah, thanks, Simon. Always good to be with you and your listeners. Um, so, you know, being an open pit mine, the majority of our energy consumption is diesel. Fortunately okay. and unfortunately, you know, it has, it's a double-edged sword. <laughs> uh, so we rely on um, Eskom for around 25 to 30 megawatts uh, for our processing plants. Mm-hmm. About three years ago, we installed 10 megawatts of standby generation, <clears throat> which allows us to withstand what, what sort of domestic users refer to as level four, level five load shedding mm-hmm. in the sort of industrial sphere. And we call it curtailment. So it's it's a negotiated cutback. So in effect, we haven't had uh, any disruption due to Eskom uh, outages. Uh, there have been some spikes and dips which do cause issues, but it hasn't affected our production. And you can see that by the record uh, performance that we've posted in terms of uh, productivity. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a, a very, very strong uh, year in terms of production. Uh, guidance for the year ahead, sort of in, in the range where you came in now, but you make a point in the results that actually recycling is going to be the significant driver of supply and demand because there's not a, a heck lot new coming on. We'll touch on Zimbabwe in a moment, but it really is up to the recyclers. Yeah, look, and, and because of the sort of pent-up demand in auto sales, what's happening is second-hand or used cars mm. are not being recycled or sold, as it were, trashed um, as soon as they would normally. So there's also a bottleneck in AutoCats coming into the market for, for PGM recycling. So you're seeing pinch points on both primary supply with you know mining, particularly in South Africa, being complicated been getting more expensive with all these inflationary pressures, getting deeper underground. You know, the average PGM mine is more than one and a half kilometers underground, and that has its own challenges, and, and there's, a, there's a long list of those. Uh, so, yeah, we're seeing, uh, particularly around platinum, which is a really a South Africa-centric supply um, source. Uh, so, yes, recycling is important, but bearing in mind that uh, there will be challenges on that side as well. Hundred percent, and 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 one of the key things. I mean, uh, PGM basket price is is down in the year, uh, uh, more in dollars than in rand. Rand helped some of it, but it's still at. I mean, frankly, massively profitable levels. Absolutely, yeah, and and we look at sort of what's what's driving that, and it really is deficits uh, still persisting in palladium and rhodium, and it's I think universally accepted that platinum within 18 months is going to be in the same situation Mm -hmm. for the very reasons that I've mentioned earlier. Uh, So we're starting to see that platinum price eventually move, you know, through that $1,000 an ounce barrier. Uh, And we think that, you know, it should, should uh, appreciate considerably from this point when we look at demand supply fundamentals. I, I would mention Zimbabwe, the Great Duck. I was, I was, I was doing some digging over the weekend. Um, second largest PGM deposit in the world. Of course, Bushvolt is the largest the Bushvolt complex. You, you've got the, the, the acquisition there. You've now got the majority stake. Uh, production looking for mid-2024. Uh, capital requirements in that regard? Uh, there are still some, but my sense is you've got them well-funded with cash flows. 
So, yeah, I mean, part of the funding is equity that comes from Teresa, yep. around a third, a third of it. And then the balance is your typical project finance, debt, debt sort of financed uh, packages. Um, and, yeah, so it's all, all well on track. We're, we're excited. It's a short timeline to productivity, as you say, around 21 months, months left. Uh, capital around 300 and. $90 million in total. And that includes quite a bit of infrastructure. Remember, this is a Greenfields project. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're bringing water, we're bringing power in, uh, roadways and things. So uh, very exciting for us. It sees us doubling our PGM output um, within, you know, short order. Uh, so very exciting. And if we look at our peers, well-established producers on the Great Dyke, which are the majors, you know, they their lowest cost PGM answers come from the Great Dyke. So, so there's a precedent, uh, you know, a mining legacy on the Great Dyke of successful operations. Is this also relatively shallow? It, yeah, we're starting with an open pit. Mm-hmm. So we have a 17-year open pit phase one life, which wow. gives us okay. that 190,000 ounce a year. And then it's, it's a huge land package. So we're, when we look at phase two, three, and even four, uh, we'd be looking at um, going underground or portal development shaft so these are options available to us as we uh, successfully develop the first phase how long to ramp to that 190,000 because your guidance for this year's yeah. for the next year is 175 to 185 so it's literally doubling your, your your output correct correct so you know we we see first ore in mill in July 2024 give ourselves 6 months to debottleneck processing mm-hmm. plants so i think on an annualized basis uh, calendar year 2025, we should start seeing us uh, getting to that run rate. Okay, okay. Uh, last question. Uh, Chrome, of course, the Vulcan plant, relatively new in your life. You made the point you're supplying about 10 to 12% of, of China's annual demand in Chrome. Is that demand holding up? I mean, there's all sorts of challenges coming out of China, most notably zero COVID policies. Yeah, absolutely. So there's so many mixed messages, and I suppose the one that hits the headlines is the zero COVID policy. Mm. Demand has been robust. We've okay. seen the price being supported, uh, you know, currently $220 a ton at current exchange rates, you know, exceptionally high uh, converted RAND prices for our Chrome. Uh, most importantly, through the multimodal export channels we have, we're able to get our product out of the country and to our customers. And, um, yeah, I think what gives us confidence is that port stocks in China are still yeah. extremely low. They're not at, at these peaks that we've seen previously. So it means that it's almost a just-in-time model. So so they physically need the delivery of these Chrome units, and we haven't seen restocking of any significance in this last uh, year or so. And really, the Chrome price is up you know, some 35% year-on-year, and, and it's boosted our record revenue and and, and profit. Where PGMs dropped, uh, Chrome picked up uh, on the other side. Um, so, so really pleased with our financial results for the year. Well, you've there. That's uh, Theresa, uh, CEO, uh, Fivus Perulis. Fivus, always appreciate the time. Uh, really good set of numbers there, and that's our question today on our poll, LinkedIn and Twitter. Is this a PGM, PGM stock withholding? And as Fever said there, you know, a bit of a weakness in PGM, but then uh, Chrome kind of comes to save the day. Have your vote, have your say, LinkedIn and Twitter. The show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider.